What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McNichols, joined by my co-host, Rich Houck, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. It is still Sunday, May 21st. We are getting in today. We wrapped up last time talking about our bet between Noah Fant and Cole Komet, so we are going to take a deep dive into that in this episode and really crunch the numbers. You should see the look of confusion on these guys' face, slight panic on Mike's face, and then, then a quick realization that it was a joke, and then just the complete look of, like, I'm, I'm done with this. You, you guys are stupid, so <laughs> that's what I have to say about that. So. I hope you both lose this one. <laughs> How does that, how does that happen? Uh, like our Will Fuller bet <laughs> bets. <laughs> Me and Rich made a bet on Will Fuller for two to three seasons in a row about where he would finish, and the problem was he didn't play enough games would in any of those finish. seasons to qualify. He wouldn't finish. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, we left off last time going through the quarterback rankings. We finished off at 15, so we are going to look at uh, 16 through 32 this time according to Sleeper ADP, and then go compare that to our rankings. So, go through the top five guys here. We have Trey Lance. It comes in at number 16 for uh, Sleeper's ADP. Daniel Jones is 17. Russell Wilson is 18. Kirk Cousins is 19. And Kenny Pickett is 150. And just to give you kind of the... He's or, I'm sorry, uh, 20. He's, one, he's, he's 150 overall. I, I had that written next to him. Sorry to kind of give a range as far as... Uh, when you're doing a dynasty, right. how far down he actually you is. Say, Dang, you can pick it super late. That's a steal. 150th <laughs> quarterback out there. Yeah. There's not even 150 quarterbacks in this league, I don't think. Uh, so, uh, Kenny Pickett at uh, QB 20 is where he comes in at. Yeah, mine's very different. Yeah. Very different. So, uh, <laughs> Trey Lance, not, not in this group for me. Nope. Yep. Uh, Russell Wilson. You go ahead. No, you go. Russell Wilson, not in this group for me. Uh, he is in this group for me. I only have him. Nine, I have him 19 instead of 18. Uh, do you want to elaborate more on why you don't have him in there? He looked cooked last year. I don't care that they got a new offensive coach. I don't care that it's Sean Payton. I, I, I don't care. He looked fried. Okay, so... Um, I guess my sort of thing is I look at all the guys that I have after that. Uh, Bryce Young hasn't played a down of football yet, doesn't really have any weapons on the team. Uh, Jordan Love, uh, his best weapon right now is a second-year, second-round pick at wide receiver. Uh, Also hasn't really – has been in the league for three years, four years. Hasn't started yet because Rodgers has been ahead of him, hasn't shown us anything. Trey Lance hasn't been – has played, what, four games. Uh, Kenny Pickett. I just I don't see a whole lot of upside there. The, Kenny Pickett will be a fine NFL quarterback. Fantasy, uh, I don't know about that. I think he could be a rock solid QB two. Right. So uh, I have him at Q, Q, uh, you know quarterback twenty three, um, as opposed to you know sleeper has him at twenty, which is you know that's kind of what's, there's not there's guys. well there's no ups that's what I mean there's no real upside like his his you know if he's a 
QB2 or mid-range QB2, that puts him at 15. You can't draft him at 15. Mm-hmm. There are other people that will have more upside than, than that. What do you mean? His upside is, is growing. He got he did the hand-lengthening drills in the offseason. <laughs> uh, other guys after that, Aaron Rodgers got one year left of football in him, two years maybe. Derek Carr, I don't know what Derek Carr's future going to look like. I don't know if he's a long-term answer for the Saints. Yeah, I don't know if he's a long-term answer for anybody. Either. So he's got, what, one, two year, one more year of starting and then see what happens to him after that. Uh, Matthew Stafford uh, could have retired this offseason. Probably has got one year of football left in him, depending on how the season goes. Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, Brock Purdy, Will Levis. Like, what? what I, I just, I, I don't know. Russell Wilson's done more, proven more. He's got a better, uh, he's got better weapons on the team. He's got a better offensive coach than I think most of these other teams behind him. Um, there's a chance he's got more than just a year or two left in him. But that's kind of where it's at. Like, all these guys... Basically, after we got past Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott, I think, is where I kind of hit the... These guys have one to maybe two years being a starter, except for, you know, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and the other young guys. And it's like, you know, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are up there for me at 18 and 20 because they're first-round picks with top 10 capital. And the other guys that, you know, are, you know... You know, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, Brock Purdy are all down there, you know, 27 through 29 for me because... You know, they could be the starter this year. I don't know that anything beyond this year is really guaranteed. And, you know, they haven't really shown too much compared to... Uh, so that's what it like. This whole group is just guys that got one, maybe two years as starter, depending on how everything goes for them. And I just don't feel really great about any of these guys in particular. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned it's a kind of a crapshoot once you get it past 16. And, yeah, so, I mean, just again, that's... I have Russell Wilson up there just because I, I see the pathway to an upside with the weapons there and with Sean Payton and all that and with him having performed at a high level before. And, you know, I don't know what was going on last year. If he took some ayahuasca with Aaron beforehand and was just tripping all, all year long and, you know, if, if that goes away, I'm not sure. Dude was seeing ghosts. Yeah, he was not in reality is what it seems like. He was definitely seemed like he had a mind-altering experience. Are you high? But yeah, so I, I have him at nineteen. You don't have him in the group at all. So who is your who are who is in your group then? Let's go so through your group. Sixteen I have Watson. Seventeen is Pickett. Okay. Eighteen Rogers. Nineteen Stroud. And twenty is Gino. Okay. So the only person that I have overlap with you is CJ Stroud. Yes. Uh, the rest of my group is so I have Deshaun Watson. Oh I'm sorry, Watson as well. So Watson at sixteen, same as you. Uh, I have Kirk Cousins there at 17. Again, this is the point where, you know, I'm looking at Kirk Cousins starting this year. Mm-hmm. Then he's a free agent. What happens? And there's talk that, like, they're going to move – there's talk that they're going to move on from him potentially. So, like, I don't know. Where does he end up? Again, at this point I have it as a – he's a bi-week or injury fill-in essentially at this point. I'm not yeah. – that's why I have him at I mean, 17. I'm not drafting him to be a starter for my team, but he's got enough value to put up and – and you know produce yeah i mean if you're competing and you know you need a qb2 or you know you're you're drafting a startup and you get one of the top guys and you want to wait to fill out that second qb cousins is a solid option yeah. i mean it's not flashy but for the season you should get decent production yeah that's what you're looking for you're looking for some sort of solid base to work on yeah. here you're not you 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 obviously have your expectations tempered already yeah i mean i have cousins ranked a little bit lower but that's off the like Startup value type of way, like it, yeah. you're not. It's tough to to determine like before you go into a startup. Like, yeah, you you 
you want to compete, but it's right. like you may end up not. And it's like, so these, the rankings kind of are reflective of that, if you get what I'm saying. Understood. Like, right? Yeah, I just feel, again, some of these other guys that are up there, it's like there's a there's a better – where it's like, you know, even if you're not competing, it's just like I don't know how much they're actually contributing to your team now or long term that it makes it a better option to take them over somebody that can at least give you some value now. Like I don't know – if Jordan Love's going to come out and be a good starter this season, I don't know if he'll ever develop into a good starter for the Packers. I don't know if it'll happen for CJ or Bryce or, you know, any of those other young guys. So I just, I'd rather have a guy that I know I'm getting at least one good year out of because I don't know if I'm even getting that out of these other guys is essentially where I'm at with them. I, I'm, I'm not positive that I'm getting a good fan, year of fantasy production right. out of these guys, and I don't know that they have a long-term well, like, job secured is essentially my, yeah. my, except for Stroud and Young, who obviously were the top picks, but... You know, we, we you know they could go a Zach Wilson route, you know, and that's you know doesn't and just be you know complete waste. And again, I know the value of Kirk Cousins for this year shouldn't be drastically different than before. But uh, I mean, I have C.J. Stroud right after him, uh, and Russell Wilson, and then Bryce Young. And the thing just concerns me with Bryce is just again the long term holding up with the size that he is. Yeah, uh, Stroud's above him because he's got better weapons at the moment on the team that we talked about earlier. Comparing, you know, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, and uh, Miles Sanders as opposed to looking at Nico Collins, John Mechie, and Damian Pierce. And, you know, I'm all about Nico Collins and Damian Pierce because I have them on my team, but I can't honestly sit here and tell you that, you know, Nico Collins is a better wide receiver than Adam Thielen or, uh, you know, DJ Chark definitively, or, you know, necessarily tell you that Damian Pierce is better than Miles Sanders coming off a career year. So. Uh, that's why I have them ranked where they're ranked. And uh, did you have anybody else there that you wanted to mention, or kind of you had Kenny Pickett there a little higher up? Yeah, than the rest seventeen. Of us? I like Pickett. I think he's solid. I mean, he's not going to be a guy who's going to win you leagues in any way. But I think he's a guy that if you're in a super flex, as you could do a lot worse at QB two. Yeah. Like he's just. I, don't know, I expect to see him take a step this year too, like to be a little bit better than he was last year. Like I don't think this is a guy we're looking at like forty five hundred yards, like thirty five touchdown type of guy, but. He can be in that like thirty five hundred to four thousand, and he can get right around that twenty five to thirty touchdowns, which you put it's that's a solid QB two. What you need? Yeah, and I think that just the difference with you and me as far as the rank, I think we view him very similarly. I think just the view or like as far as the rankings go, there's some guys that I put there that I feel just to have a more have more upside to them if things go their way, and just where like you know, like you said, I don't think there's a whole lot of upside to Kenny Pickett. I don't think there's a you know, I don't think the floor drops out from him either, though. You know, he's safe. He's safe. You got Mike. Yeah, yeah, he's playing with the Steelers and Mike Tomlin, a team that you know historically has done a pretty good job of finding and drafting wide receivers to put on the team. They keep doing that each year. Again, I think they added another wide receiver this. Or I'm sorry, they traded and acquired Allen Robinson. I thought they drafted with somebody on like, that. Just like for instance, give you like a little like idea of how I end up with Pickett where he's at. Like this compared to other guys and that I have behind him, like. Give me the choice to have Pickett or to take a shot on a Derek Carr. Like, uh, give me Pickett. Like, he's a sa- he's a safer player. Like, we've seen Derek Carr. We've seen the lows, the, the lowest of his yes. lows, and they're very low. Six point five. And you know, Pickett. It doesn't seem like he's that type of up and down player. It just seems like he's just kind of middle. He's like fun. he just he's is mid. what he is. Like, nah, but I don't mean it in like a negative way. Like, you know, he's just consistently. He just yeah. is what he is. He's it's not still, you know. Uh, 
we'll we'll see him take a, a decent step. Like, this he, year. he definitely had some bad games as a rookie. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but like he towards the end of the season, he just looked a lot more in command of the offense, and mm-hmm. I just yeah, get more. Well, I mean the hands, right. and then the or like you know take a um, like a Jimmy G for example too, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, he was pretty solid in Sanford. He wasn't anything spectacular, but he was solid. But give me the choice between him and give me Pickett. Like right. we, you know, like one, the youth is going to lean you that way. Yeah, and two, he just he feels like he has a, a very high floor. Right, and we haven't seen what the ceiling is yet. You know, he True. could break out at True. some point, maybe yeah. not this year, and it could even be maybe not. It yeah, could be. I know. don't know if he ever has top five potential yeah. or I, top I five QB. Like maybe he gets that in that like top twelve ish area. Yeah, might have a good season here and there. You know, and I think that's again where part of the difference is not so much the guys we have after him, and some of the guys I have ahead of him that mm-hmm. you don't have ahead of him. You know, I've got Russ ahead of him. I think I have Kirk Cousins ahead of him, and again, it's just the basis of I've seen these guys be fantasy relevant, useful in the past, and I don't know that I see, you know, Kenny Pickett hasn't done it yet. It's like, could he do it this season? Yeah, but it's also one of those things where his ceiling could be exactly with the same thing that I'd be getting from, you know, Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson this season, except, you know, I'm taking the risk that he doesn't have that at all, whereas I know these guys too. Like, you know, even last year when you look at it, like Russell Wilson scored 15 in our dynasty league where you get six points for passing touchdowns. He scored 15 and a half fantasy points per game, which isn't great, but you look at Kenny Pickett who scored 12 and a half fantasy points per game and it's like you know I'm counting on Kenny Pickett to have an increase of three points and Russell Wilson to not get better or to even get worse um so that's you know one of the reasons I have him above him and uh I think who was some of the other guys you know I have Jordan Love and Trey Lance above him Trey Lance has the rushing upside I, you know my, my honest hope is that Trey Lance gets put to another team that actually you know wants to use a quarterback that has you know some talent um I don't like the way, you know, I, I, you know, obviously for a while I've been an advocate that, you know, Trey Lance should have started his rookie season. I didn't care that you had Jimmy G or what you were trying to do when you trade three first round picks and more to acquire a quarterback in the top five. You need to use that quarterback and you need to get him out there. And like, you know, you, that, that's a win. That's a, we're re, that's a rebuilding move. And then you decide to play the season like you were, uh, you decide to play the season like you were, you know, in a win now. Like, we got to win right now, even though we just made a move that made it seem like we were rebuilding and starting over. So, I just, I, I, they're, they're strategy, they, I don't know. It seems like there's a different person in charge of that team in different parts of the year. You know what I mean? We're like, oh, we need to draft a young franchise quarterback to build around. And then a few months later, it's like, yeah, but we could compete if we roll Jimmy G out there now. And it's like, well, what happened to the, you know, when we decided to rebuild around this guy? Ah, well, you know, we'll figure it out. And like, you know, it's, three years later and they still haven't figured anything out in this situation and now they're going with it and like you know this is just one of those things where if, if Trey Lance goes to another team and has any level of success it's and you just look over at the Niners and you're like what were you doing like why you know you should have trusted your initial read on this and then it seems like you kind of backpedaled off of that and that I've got some very confusing emotions right now this is part of that thing where it's like, you know, some of the talk about the locker room stuff where it's like, I kind of feel, it's kind of the same way I feel about, you know, the Lions moving around DeAndre Swift where it's like, I feel like your feelings in the locker room have overridden your common sense as far as who's a better player on the field or who has more upside and, you know, uh, if they're actually out there getting the ball in their hands and getting touches where it's like, not that DeAndre Swift wasn't effective when he was out there on the field, it was that when he did come back, you guys just decided you didn't want to use him anymore because you didn't like that he didn't want to play through an injury for you. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! Is so, this personal for you? I mean, I kind of. 
Um, salesperson. I, I can't. I really. I'm in a glass case of emotion. Well, yeah. I, I really hope DeAndre Swift succeeds this season yeah, in Philly. Okay. He's gonna come to Philly. He's gonna ball out. You know. Yeah. And then they can look silly for pounding the table to draft this uh, same guy, but in a smaller frame. Um, but yeah, the same thing. Just kind of with Trey Lance, it's like I just you know. I, I don't know. There's, you know, I know it's hard to feel bad for guys sometimes. Like, you know, I felt bad for Josh Rosen when they take him and then replace him with Kyle Murray a year later. I feel bad that Trey Lance gets drafted by the Niners. They decide not to use him. They bring him out next year and get him hurt, you know, two games into the season. Act like, you know, like this is a Trey Lance problem. Like, they don't routinely get quarterbacks and other people on their team hurt consistently. It's like, how often has Jimmy G played a full season for you? Oh, once. I'm sorry. Why is that? Because he's constantly hurt. And you have to rotate through backups because you get your backups hurt. You make it to the NFC Championship game and you lose two quarterbacks. They're like, let's not act like the injury is a Trey Lance is a soft problem really, and not like a 49ers needs to figure out what's going on in their facility problem. I'm sorry. Did I hurt your feelings, stinky? And then it's like, oh, well, he hasn't played or shown anything. It's like, yeah, well, you didn't play him for like a whole, he's only been available for two seasons and you actively chose to not play him for one of them. And then you got him hurt in the the second one. Like I, so I just. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I don't know, man. I just feel like he's getting like, you know, a a bum rap for for something that doesn't make any sense. Again, Kyle Shanahan seems to be in a a locker room that's really like got its guys and you can fall out of favor quick and that's just it. And, you know, regardless of how good you are or aren't at football and uh, I I don't know. Yeah, it's a a bizarre situation for sure for the draft capital that he got and, you know, obviously the injury plays a big part of that as well. Um, it's just bad. You know, I get it's, yeah. It's, yeah. So it's rough. Um, we are going through. So I think we did uh, fifteen through twenty. We're going through yep. twenty-one through twenty-five now. That is correct. Try to do this a little quicker. So twenty-one through twenty-five for sleeper. Jared Goff's at twenty-one. We both had Jared Goff higher. Adam at fifteen. You had him at thirteen. Aaron Rodgers comes in at twenty-two. Uh. Will Levis is 23. Banana. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Why? Why? Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> I paused because I don't know what I'm putting in there yet, but I know there's a drop going in there somewhere in between. <laughs> between what I said and Rich's reaction. I know, and like, you could probably say some of these takes I have written down here are asinine, but... Will Levis, what was that? 23. Is asinine. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) These are just, I think, I don't know exactly what the sleeper, is this sleeper redraft rankings? That's what it is. This is, uh, no, this is a dynasty rank, or dynasty ADP. Dynasty ADP, startup ADP. So you're doing a startup, yeah. So Will Levis is there because it looks like he will be taking over for Tannehill at some point in the next year or so. Like, like, I'm not a Brock Purdy fan, but they have Brock Purdy ranked after Will Levis. Like, please explain this to me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, Gino's behind him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna stop. I have no knowledge of any of this. This is so bizarre. I'm gonna stop. Uh, I'm gonna break my brain. It's gonna break my brain. Keep going. It's the it's the off season. It's probably the off season for sleeper as well. (laughs) I'll finish the. uh, It's always the off season for the. (laughs) Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, Will Levis at 23, Hendon Hooker at 24, and Brock Purdy at 25. <laughs> Hendon Hooker too. Ew. 
There's like, again no possi- disrespect, but like we're, he's like 26 years old, and he was the second round pick. Like, he will be 25 in eight months when the season opens. He's already 25. Yeah, eight months is what I said. And, eight months, eight out of 12 months. You click on his card here at 11 days ago. It's Dan Campbell says he's got a red shirt, so he we know he's not even gonna play. This year, he could yeah. be the starter next and year. Are we, instead of Jared Goff. are we sure he Jared Goff's just gonna like hand him a job? Goff looked good last year. Yeah, probably not. Goff ain't giving that thing up. No, but you know, by all means, if you guys in a startup want to draft Hendon Hooker and, and Will uh, Will Levis where they are in sleeper ADP, please be my guest. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make. I don't know. I the, it's a little wonky. Down this uh, part of the list. Just to clarify, Will Levis, is, when the season starts, will be 24 and two months. Hendon Hooker, 25 and eight months. Brock Purdy comes in as the youngest one, 23 and eight months. So two years younger than Will Levis. Like it's a no or, I'm sorry, two years younger than Hendon Hooker. It's, and, it's a no-brainer. You, yeah. you, you, you're going to draft a guy, two, either one of those, Hooker or Levis, who have to earn the job. What? How can you do this? This is outrageous. It's unfair. When Shanahan wants to do everything he can to give the job to Purdy. Why wouldn't you take Purdy? He's going to be the starter. They want to give him the job. I'm in a glass case of emotion. This is what You're going to take the guy who's got to earn it. This Make it hard on yourself. Don't don't draft uh, straight chalk uh, off the, the board uh, when you're in your uh, in your startup. Well, was my mind. And this, this is coming from somebody who has Purdy 32. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like I have Purdy at 29. But uh, Hooker and Levis are nowhere near. I have Levis, after him. I have Levis near. after him at 30. <laughs> Levis, well, he's not sniffing my top 32. Do you guys want to expand the list to the bottom here and just kind of talk about what we're seeing here? Because it it feels like a lot of this is uh, super variable. It is. 26 is Geno Smith for Sleeper. 27 is Jordan Love. 28 is Derek Carr. 29 is Matthew Stafford. 30 is Desmond Ritter. Uh, I did not write down 31 and 32. I believe it's Mac Jones and then Jimmy G. Uh, Now that's cracked out. Something's wrong there. Yeah. Dorian Thompson-Robinson has a higher ADP than Mac Jones? What? How can you do this? This is outrageous. It's unfair. The Apparently the Patriots really don't like Mac Jones. Don't care. Don't care. Still don't care. I don't care. That's just every time yeah, I, I hear them talk about the Patriots, it's brought up how the Bill Belichick and Mac Jones have something going on. Worse than what Kyle Shanahan had going on with Trey Sermon and Brandon Ayuk. I don't know. Dude, my head hurts. Well, I, I mean, dude, I think it's just because of the way Sleeper is, is like this data set is built out that it's probably. Like, Stetson Bennett has a higher ADP than Sam Hill. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, that's we, drawn. We, we could only use this as a framework. Yes, to okay. About the guys. Yes, okay. I just, you know. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. It hurts from. my head. Yeah, if you're. If you're a, Person that doesn't really play fantasy football. And you're just and going off ADP, you're going to yeah. screw yourself. Yeah, exactly. But you're probably not listening to this podcast if <laughs> so. Maybe they should. <laughs> my 21 was Jordan Love. He's the starter there in Green Bay. Uh, again, just another one of those guys where he's the starter this year. Does he get anything beyond that? I don't know. They've had uh, tried to, uh, you know, they haven't put any first round capital in giving him weapons, but they did invest, invest several pieces of draft capital the past two years into pass catchers to try to put some weapons around whoever the quarterback is there in Green Bay. They've done it the past two times they've drafted a quarterback. So, you know, who's to say they can't do it again? Jordan Love. Not really want to bank on it, though, which is why he comes down to be 21. I have Trey Lance at 22. He's, again, I think there's a chance the team takes an upside on him. Uh, I have Kenny Pickett right after that. 
at 23. Aaron Rodgers is 24 for me again. He's playing this year. I don't know what you got beyond this year. You know, maybe two years at best is what you're getting from Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, I don't know. And I even – he plays this year. How, how – you know – what, what's his fantasy ceiling? What's his highest weekly finish? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is he clips in the top 10 at some point this year? I don't think he, you know, I don't think he did it at all last year. At any, I don't know if he finished top 15 at any point last year in any of his games. Yeah, I mean, he finished QB 13 last year. What's his highest? Uh, I'll, I'll take a look here. Give me a second. Okay. So, yeah, uh, it's just, you know. And it's a new, you know, new new team around him. There, he doesn't. He's never had any rushing upside. His highest weekly finish was QB ten in Week ten against the Dallas uh, Cowboys. Uh, he threw three touchdowns to get there. Other than that, his best finish was twelve. 30. He had a couple of twelves and thirteens, or a couple of thirteens. He had one twelve. So and he's kind of 13s. wavering, and that was in Green Bay, you know. And he's mid now. Aaron Rodgers is a mid quarterback, and you don't have him for very long. That's the other thing. This is dynasty. And you need to be concerned about long. Like at least some of these other guys, you know. Like Aaron Rodgers is almost forty. Some of these other guys, you know, it's like yeah. one of those things. They got a year or two starting. Maybe another team picks him up to be a starter. Maybe they fall into a back. I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm not counting on it. Derek Carr. I don't know what I don't know what his future is. I don't know what his future is. In all honesty, yeah, yeah no, that pause was good. I just it's huge. I don't, I don't know. Derek Carr, man, is, do I you, want to talk about Derek Carr? You, you thought that him and the Raiders had something going there when they signed an extension, like what a year ago, two years ago, not even. Like they, they was cheap either. And you know they bring Devontae Adams in, who wants you know to play with Derek Carr because he knows him and he's his his quarterback and. Devontae Adams has expressed his displeasure recently about the situation, and that's kind of ridiculous. And I, you know, I heard what's it called somebody else talking about it. It's kind of that thing where it's like, you know, if you're Devontae Adams, you had a decision to make, you know, prior to last year when you were talking about being traded and all that. You could stay in Green Bay, play with Aaron Rodgers, and have a legitimate shot to actually compete for a title, or you could get the bag. You chose to get the bag. You're now upset because a year later, the team... He's upset essentially because he doesn't think the team is going to be in a position in the next three years or so to compete for a title. And he's probably right. And the problem is, you can't really complain about that when you made the decision to go there and take the bag to do it. Like, I'm sorry you bought into the offseason hype of the Raiders and truly believe that the team was going to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs and all the other teams that are already established in the <laughs> AFC for a consistent title thing. It's just, you know, you chose the money. Don't be mad now that a title's out of your reach. And it's going to, Was he with the Packers when they won their Super Bowl? Uh, that I don't know. Uh, so that, you know, like... That's just, you know, to come out and express that, like, you know, I, I don't know if me and the organization see eye to eye. It's like we saw eye to eye last year when they handed you all that money and made, yeah. you know, the highest paid wide receiver in the league. You know, I, you're not really in a position to complain about the other moves that management makes, you know. And, just, you know, kind of aren't you supposed to support your quarterback when yeah, it comes I mean, in? And Losing makes everybody's blood pressure go up, man. Uh, things, are easy. Shoving. Th- things are easy when you're in the offseason, you're going to a new team. Yeah. You're gonna go play your boy. You think it's gonna be great? I mean, because he is a great uh, Devontae is a great wide receiver, obviously, and it's like you know he's gonna be great. He should be really good with anybody throwing the ball that's on the NFL level. But um, yeah, I mean, you you go in there, you stink. 
then you know it's a whole different scenario. You don't that guy doesn't want to lose. Like he's he's coming to up. He's he's not gonna be in the league too much longer. He's not a young man anymore. No, he's, so. he'll be thir- he's thirty. Yeah, exactly. He's trying to win football games and get a ring. He shouldn't have left to take the bag. That's the problem. That's that's the issue I have with his statement. Is yeah. You made the wrong decision, then. You should have stayed with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and continued your offense, and you decided... That was the thing, the other... That, that he, it was really important to him to prove that he could he is a good wide receiver and it wasn't Aaron Rodgers. Right, yeah. So, like, you had something you wanted to prove. So, like, it's just, you know, you wanted to get the money, you wanted to prove you could do without Rodgers, you did those two things. Can't complain now because you can't win the Super Bowl. Like, you know, you can't have everything. Yeah. At a point, there's a limit Some to what you... Some people do, but, yeah, it's very rare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's just going to join that list of, you know, wide receivers from a few years ago that, you know, very good top-end wide receivers, you know, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, uh, guys that were top wide receivers that just never won a Super Bowl because the rest of the team around them didn't come. You know, Julio Jones didn't win a Super Bowl. He's not going to leave a Super Bowl ring. Devontae Adams didn't have a Super Bowl ring. He's not going to leave. Odell only got one because he went to the Rams. But, like, did Michael Thomas win one with the Saints when he was with Drew Brees or did he come after that? Devontae Adams came after the Packers ones. I think he was after but, yeah, it's just, you know, sometimes those t- – just, you know, if you look at those guys that a few years ago were the top five fantasy wide receivers, none of them are really going to walk away with a Super Bowl besides, you know, Odell, who ended up going to the Rams, already had a bunch of stuff established. And it's like, it just doesn't always work out. You have to make that decision at times, and you – I don't know. That's just what kind of irks me about that. I don't know how we got on to Devontae Adams. It's all good. Is, is there anybody we, you guys want to really talk about at the bottom of this list? Um, I gave a top 20, uh, you know. Yeah. Everything after that is... its I mean, it's a watch. You're going to have to see what happens. Uh, yeah. it's, it's tough to tell at this point in the season. Right? Uh, no, Matthew Stafford, again, I, I don't know what he's got left in him. I, again, I feel like retirement was a very serious consideration for him this offseason. Um, it's really the guys at the end, you know, Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter that are probably the most... And Brock Purdy, they're the most interesting there. Yeah. Um, I do have Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter just ahead of Brock Purdy. Um, you know... I, I don't trust a 49ers quarterback. I don't trust. I don't really trust anything about the 49ers offense at this point with the way Kyle Shanahan does things. Uh, again, yeah. he seems to be a kind of guy that like he's got like 12 emotions and a different one runs the offense each week. And you know, so one week it's going to Debo Samuel, and one week it's going to George Kittle, and one week it's going to Brandon Ayuk, and you're never gonna have any idea who it is. Whatever they're going on with their training program or fitness program or conditioning over there, they just they, this seems to be one of the most injured teams out there consistently year after year. Is this in my head or like do you guys feel the same? Uh, they're always bad. I just feel you look at the running backs, you look at the quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad luck. Like that's what I mean. Like this this isn't bad luck. There's something either wrong with the field and the field conditions itself. Or they have a bad training like conditioning program. Yeah, not, I don't know if they're cursed. not warming up properly. I don't know if they're not. They're cursed. The stadium is built over an old ancient Indian burial ground. <laughs> Everybody knows that. A lot of history down that road. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> um, guys who didn't make the list for sleepers top thirty. Uh, you know we have. Where did I have? Uh, so Jimmy G was thirty-one. Mac Jones was thirty-two. Guys who didn't make the uh, top thirty-two would be Baker Mayfield and Ryan Tannehill, who are both starters for this season. But, I mean, I don't... Yeah, I don't have Baker. Did they right. make it for you? It didn't yeah, make it for Tannehill me. Yeah, Tannehill did for me. Okay. Yeah, I'm not but, really placing I mean, any faith again, in that. it's all crapshoot. Yeah. They're outside of a certain point. I mean, point. these guys are... These are guys that you... If you have to start them, you are forced to start them. Yeah, you're not comfortable and you don't want to be doing it. Yeah, so... You just have to. I think Tannehill's getting dropped from my dynasty team this year it, it, because I have a lot of picks. I don't know. We'll say. Yeah, so, I mean... This is one of those things where you really want to grab one of those first seven, eight quarterbacks there. You know, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Barrow, Herbert. 
Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Uh, those are the top eight that we ha- have, and we didn't agree on the order, but that was at least that we agreed on the top eight. Actually, the top nine, too. We both had Daniel Jones yeah, at nine. Yeah, we agree on the top nine. Um, you mean Vanilla Vic? Vanilla Vic. Once you get after that, you know, your strategy shifts. If you get one of those top nine, top, top eight guys, even maybe Daniel Jones, you've got a quarterback that you can rely on for – you know, the next several years as your franchise guy, you don't, you know, you just essentially need a backup or, you know, super flex obviously changes. We're looking from a one quarterback perspective here. Those are the guys you can trust. You're not really worried about. Once you get past that, who you pick really depends on the strategy you want to go with. If you want to grab, you know, an Anthony Richardson or, you know, uh, to a tug of ILO or somebody like that, you need to grab another guy shortly after that that's got a little bit more of a sure footing or, you know, like a safer floor. Like you need to come back and grab a Kirk Cousins or a Dak Prescott or something like that. Or if you want to bypass the young guys and just grab Dak Prescott straight up himself and it's like, you know, maybe that at least gives you, I think, an area where I don't need to immediately tackle quarterback. Like it's not a priority, but right, I can obviously use improve that pick it. on something else. But right. yeah, you're going to try and, you know, gamble. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that's at least, you know, Dak Prescott, Geno Smith, Jared Goff. They're, they're the guys that I have that are at least enough to do for you now and another season or two possibly that you don't need to be, you know, number one priority fixed quarterback. Because if something else goes extremely right, uh, you know, wrong on your roster, you can worry about that before you worry about quarterback. And then pretty much after those guys, it's pick your poison here. Who do you feel best about? What are you th- that that's a matter of what's your long-term projection for those players there. I don't know. It'll vary differently depending on the guys. Like you said, we both kind of Deshaun Watson a little lower because we didn't really want to be associated with the with the guy. Um yeah, but uh any real thoughts or strategies as far as going through that second half there, Rich? Or kind of just same kind of thoughts as to what yeah, I just kind of team specific, you know. And again, it, it, yeah. a guy like it's your Kirk, preference when yeah, you're doing the startup. Depend, yeah, depending on how the rest of your team looks. Like Kirk Cousins is a lot more attractive and valuable to a competitor than he is to a rebuilder. Same thing with Derek Carr. You know, yeah. and vice versa. Trey Lance is way more valuable to a rebuilder than he is to a contender. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, play those types of situations out and – if you grab, you know, if you want the strategy of I'm going to draft a, you know, a little bit of uh, a younger team, and you know, maybe I'm not competing this year, but I'm looking for, you know, in a, in two three years to that's when I'll start competing and I'll have a four or five year window to a productive compete. That's struggle where you start, you know, those are the strategy where you might take somebody like Anthony Richardson, you know, and uh, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young a little earlier, and just say, well, I'm just going to grab this young guy who's a top pick and should have several years and you know with Anthony Richardson it's an interesting scenario because he could come out and ball out on the on the ground and not be a great passer but still be a great with, fantasy with player, great yeah. fantasy player but then also if he's not a great passer like that's not good for your long term health or your QB. Yeah. So How long if, does you're, stick? if you're taking yeah. him you, you might want to be thinking like this is a guy that I'm taking for this year because you don't he could easily get replaced like good. if he if he stinks at throwing the ball. Yeah, he'll I get don't, a couple years yeah, yeah, the so fourth yeah, overall yeah, got, pick, yeah, yeah. and they got a new head coach. And right, he'll get it. He'll get his opportunities. I was through, gonna say that's the know, the other the, things that Anthony Richardson yeah, capital also where he went. Where did he go? Fourth, fourth, yeah, yeah overall. Yeah, so I was gonna say the other thing that I think we didn't really address too much, and I'll bring it, and we'll just wrap it up on this uh, with Anthony Richardson. We we just failed to address is just like he's got. You know, we're we're big obviously as uh, Eagles guys, we're big fans of Shane Steichen. We'll think he's a good coach to bring in and pair with Anthony Richardson there because you know of his work with Jalen Hurts and taking him from being purely a runner to like you know developing the passing game, and maybe his career progresses a little bit like that where they start off in the first year and they run a little bit more 
and then next year we'll see a transition where he passes more. Um, but they've also got, I believe they made some moves to improve their offensive line. You've got Jonathan Taylor there, who we've seen, you know, been been one of the you know best running backs in the league, you know, uh, two years ago. They have Michael Pittman, who yes, I know they need to work out a long term deal with him, but he is still there. He's a pretty, he's a solid, you know, wide receiver one. He's not a top five wide receiver in the league, but you don't necessarily need to have one. They've drafted Alec Pearson, and they added another. Was Josh Downs the guy that they added this year in the second round? Uh, or Marvin? Third, I think. In Josh the in the third. Yeah, we're, so. talking, we're talking Colts, right? Yeah. Yeah, they got downs in the third. Okay, so, I mean, they've got, you know, two second-round picks plus a third-round pick there at the wide receiver court plus Jonathan Taylor at running back and, you know, an offensive line that should play better this year. I think of all the rookie quarterbacks, he probably went to the best situation as far as, like, what the team has around him, which is part of the uh, hype. So between his, his natural athleticism and that, I think that's part of the reason he's up so high as well, whereas, like, you know, just, again, the the Texans and Panthers need to put some long-term weapons around him, whereas, like, Anthony Richardson has a chance to grow with Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce and, you know, Josh Downs with him and Jonathan Taylor already there and established. And that's going to do it for us today. Uh, we are going to wrap it up there. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Oddballs, and, of course, you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your audio podcasts. Until next time, I'm Ryan McNichols. I'm Rich Hill. Michael Hill. Peace out.